Hello and welcome to Cinephiles Radio. I'm your host, Steve Pisa. Thank you so much for joining us. Today we have Garrett Warren. How's your day been? Everybody still on lockdown? I guess we are. Now, you may know Garrett from Logan, Transformers, other films like that. We're going to have a great time with him. I see that he just joined us right now. We have over 3,000 guests listening right now. Thank you so much for listening in. You give us a call at 515-602-9609. I don't think I'll be taking any phone calls today, but uh, I'll give it a try. Let's get uh, let's get Garrett in here. Hello. Garrett. Yeah. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, thanks. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. Before we get started, how how was uh, Maddie and the kids doing during lockdown? Everyone's doing great. We're all uh, working out in our living room, as as the commercials all say, and <laughs> uh, you know, shopping online uh, right. like fiends. So I've got to get back to work soon, so I can afford this nasty habit that we've created here. <laughs> <laughs> this pandemic. I know. Yeah, everybody's really going crazy right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe two more months until the, you know, people just are just want to go back to work and want to get out of the house. Yeah. Well, last night on the news, I had heard that they are starting to lift um, restrictions in certain areas. I know in Florida right. they were releasing people back to the beaches, and up north. Right. Uh, they're letting people go back to parks and beaches for exercise only. And, right. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you know, I, yeah. I know that Trump had tweeted, you know, let's, let's try to like start easing restrictions. So we'll see what happens. You know, I don't see a big deal of easing restrictions on filming, considering the fact that people are not huddled together so closely. People are kind of apart a little bit. What have oh, you. that's crazy. Wait a minute. No, now we huddle <laughs> together. If you're filming, that's the most huddled there is in the world. Yeah, we should test it at least. trying to get movies being made again. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, I mean, personally, I think that yeah. um, filming is, is definitely not the right. Uh, and, and I'm sorry to say this, but, you know, I'm the one that works in the industry, and I'd like to go back to work. But, yeah. you know, we have people flying in from all over the world to work on yeah. the show, you know, true. play parts and roles. And um, we have people coming and going constantly. We have people standing around craft service. We right. have um, people spotting people on pads. We have people um, helping each other, you know, lift 
sandbags. Right. Like, I mean, we are the most huddled of all. However, yeah. I mean, you know, the film that I'm working on wants to go to a place that has, um, uh, you know, has not been affected as much. So right. that's the good thing about that. So I, I think. Do you think film is going to you think you're gonna start wearing masks and what have you from now on? Oh yeah, I believe that there has to be some sort of. Uh, you, you can't go back to being the same again after this. There's right. just no way. Uh, and until there is a, a vaccine in place, and look, I know a lot of people don't like vaccines or whatever, but right. I mean, this is a horrible disease that um, could kill you. There is a slight chance that this is, or a very good chance that this could be, you know, a right. huge detriment to your well-being. So I That's mean, right. it's not like it's just a flu. Yeah. Right. I know. Yeah. Well, it's been a horrible thing. I, you know, I'm really hoping that everything goes back to normal within a certain amount of time. I just don't know. It's, that's why they call it a pandemic, and that's why they call it a, a novel virus, because we just don't know uh, what makes it up. Exactly. I agree with you there. Sorry, I was drinking coffee here. No <laughs> well, I'm, gl- I'm glad your girl and your kids are doing well. You know, let, you know you're not an L.A. native, so you're, you're from close to Boston, Mass., right? That's right. I am actually very good. You've done nice. your homework. Yeah, I, I, I come from a little suburb, uh, a little suburb by South Boston area called Milton. Um, nice. Uh, you know, yeah. So right next to Dorchester, and went to school at Boston College High School. You know, uh, right. Boston Strong. Go go uh, <laughs> Northeastern University as well. Uh, we, yes. It was a great time. I loved it over yeah. there, and. Um, you know, I hear stories of everyone over in Boston. They're faring well and, you know, still weathering yeah. the same storm. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised they're staying inside their house. They're very stubborn people. Yes, we are. <laughs> I will agree with you on that one. I am one of the most stubborn people you'll ever meet and, um, you know, can either be your greatest friend or worst enemy. Right. Well, you know, we grew up in the, the same time period, you know, what, where did you go to train your martial arts? Because you, you've been training for a very long time. Did you train in, in near your home? Did you just find a place? Yeah, yeah. There was, you know, uh, martial arts places around the whole Boston area. Um, right. You know, I started back in, you know, high school. And I would right. basically jump on, you know, we didn't have people drive. I didn't have people driving me around and so forth. So I would jump right. on what's called the T, which is the, you know, the train that's there as well as the buses. So you take a train to a bus and then right. a bus to get where you're going. And, you know, I mean, you can be 14, 15 years old and, you know, just right. taking a bus and a train everywhere around the whole state and just trying to sure. get to places you need to go to. Right. Did, was your neighborhood tough at all? Is, is that one of the reasons why you train martial arts or was it <laughs> discipline? What, what was it? Um, you know, I have to admit, um, uh, Milton is, is somewhat of a, it's somewhat of a dichotomy. Let me put it that way. You know, Milton had some tough, uh, you know, kind of kids growing up because of living next to Dorchester. You know, we fought a lot, Um, but it wasn't a bad area. You know, it wasn't like we were in um, some kind of like really run down uh, section because Milton has actually got one of the greatest schools in the nation, Milton Academy, which is hmm. incredibly gifted, incredibly smart, and incredibly expensive to go to. So it's, it's right. definitely not like, you know, look, I wasn't vanilla ice saying that I was in a tough area growing up, but <laughs> I was definitely one of those people that, um, you know, we fought growing up. Right. You, you know, you, you live near Dorchester, you live near 
um, High Park, you live near, you know, all these, you know, different areas. And when you go to, let's say, like some kind of, you know, event, whether it be a school dance or whatever, you know, there's kids from the town over. They're going to try to, like, beat your ass because you live in the next town. So that's why you learn to fight. Right, right. That was the 80s. I mean, 80s gangs started really growing up really hardcore about that time. So I can see how that, that violence started to come about. What is it about martial arts that you really enjoyed? that you just continued on? Oh, that's, you know, at first, the thing I liked about, what got me into the martial arts was the ability to fight, you know, mm-hmm. to hit someone harder and hurt someone more. Right. Um, and then getting on with it, it was about the discipline, you know, being able to um, create a better you. That's what got me so intrigued with staying with martial arts afterwards um, being able to push myself to a greater level and you know I think that that's one of the best things about martial arts uh, you know later on in life I had gone to Thailand after winning you know uh, titles and doing other things as a Taekwondo student right. I went to Thailand and I had some 12 year old kid hit me with a leg kick and I thought he <laughs> broke my femur and I kind of like a lot of what I learned out the door and I was right. completely shocked that all these right. years of training you know some 12 year old child is going to come over here and make me look like you know I need to go to a hospital so uh, right. I then turned well, my they, attention to learning Muay Thai yeah they, they kick banana trees all day long so they'll just snap your femur in half yeah but I also think that coming up in martial arts when I did we were you know it, it was weird because, you know, the whole world was divided into no karate is better, no taekwondo is better, no uh, right. wushu is better. You know, it's like, oh, no. Right. And nowadays it's not that. Nowadays it's mixed martial arts. You know, either you're right. a grappler or you're a striker, you know, right. which is really kind of what I eventually learned that right. <laughs> it wasn't right. about flying kicks and throwing, you know, uh, flying the scissors and taking people down. It was about learning how to take a punch and stand toe to toe and be able to either, you know, grapple someone and choke them out or knock someone out with a knee or an elbow. Right. Well, what was it about you being born in Milton that, that inspired you to, to be in the stunt industry or the acting industry oh. or the film industry in general? Yeah. You know, I'll be honest with you. I never wanted to be in the film business. It was never, mm. ever something that I wanted. You know, uh, growing up, I always wanted to be, you know, like a police officer or a fireman. And then when I got into right. high school, I wanted to be, um, I was racing 10 speed bicycles and competing and so forth. And like, you know, triathlons and whatnot. And then right. after that, when I got into martial arts, <clears throat> I also got into boxing and I wanted to be, you know, the world's greatest fighter, like Muhammad Ali, you know, right. I wanted the world to know me like that. So um, then I got into college and I wanted to be a physical therapist and a sports medicine doctor. And, you know, then a buddy of mine called me from California and said, Hey, I got a gym. Would you come and help me run this gym and, you know, train people? And I said, sure. And the next thing you know, I'm training like, um, you know, some celebrities and some studio executives. And this one person says, Hey, we really need a karate guy. That's you're a build. You don't look anything like the actor, but we need someone like you to be able to do the things that you do. Right. I said, right. sure, and that's what got me into this business. You know, next was that, thing was that Army of One? Hawaii. No, I was doing um, The Raven, this TV series called The Raven. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was over was in that, Oahu. Was that, was that your big break? 
that was the big break. Yeah, for two seasons, yeah. I went over there and I was just, you know, doing show after show after show. Yeah, that's nice. Would, would you? So, where did you move on from there? So, you you got that big break. You worked on the Raven. You're in Oahu. You're having a great time. Then I went to Army of One. Met Vic Armstrong, of course. Uh, right. You know, uh, from there moved on to. Yep. Uh, le- learn to move. Um, uh, you know, learn to be a fight choreographer. Uh, moved on to trying to be more of a fight choreographer. Um, you know, did like Charlie's Angels and so forth. Started doubling people like Nikki Rourke. Um, then I went on to being a stunt coordinator. Uh, started coordinating films. Um, then I went on to being a second unit director. Started directing second units. With Movies like Divergent. Well, you're, you're, you're getting you're getting way ahead of us. <laughs> you're getting way ahead of us. Okay. But you know, well, you, you, you really you, you had one of your your big breaks in Mean Guns, where you're you you get your first real cast as, as a stunt coordinator, right? Wow, <laughs> that's a good one. You've done yep. some homework, man. Yeah, I mean have, guns. sir. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You know what? Mean Guns was a good movie. Yeah, um, it was. I saw the, it in the theaters. The person that directed, yeah, the the person that directed it was Albert Pune. And um, I'll tell you what, that movie was a really interesting idea and really fun project to do. And, you know, I didn't hate it at all. I thought it was a really good film, you know. There's a lot of movies I go back and and I I say to myself, oh, that one didn't turn out so good. But, you know, I've always enjoyed every project I've worked on. I won't talk down about it. But, man, that movie had something special about it. And I'll tell you what, I learned an awful lot on that film. And, yeah, that was kind of one of my bigger breaks. Uh, Bob Brown. Yeah, Bob Brown and John Epstein, two legends in the stunt yeah. world. I don't know if a whole lot of stunt people are listening to this right now. I hope they are. But let me they tell are. You, um, one, of the, one of the things that this whole stunt community needs to do is not just invest in um, their training, but also in the people that it took for us to get where we are. You know, there right. are people other than like Yakima Canuck. There's also there's the Bob Browns, the John Epsteins. Um, there's the Troy Gilberts, there's the, there are people out there, there's Denny Pierce, who was like the original 1X, and Keith Campbell, and there are these stunt people out there, like the Vic Armstrongs, the Andy Armstrongs. Um, there are some people in this world that are the wizard behind the curtain, right. you know? And, uh, you know, look, I'll be honest with you. I know that the stunt community wants an Academy Award and really wants recognition. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm of a divided mind. I don't, I don't mind having an Academy Award. I just don't want the world to recognize us. You know? Why is that? And this is the reason, it, it, the reason why is because we're like the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. We are the magician's trick. Right. If the world knows us and is constantly seeing someone like Heidi Moneymaker be Black Widow, mm-hmm. no one's going to believe Scarlett Johansson was Black Widow then. They're always going to know, the, oh, that was that stunt girl. Oh, that was that stunt guy. You know, if someone doesn't think that right. Tom Cruise is really running and jumping, that's the one thing I, I, I love about Tom is that he makes a spectacle out of right. everything that he does, and he does a great job. I'm a very big fan of his in the movie industry. Um, right. But more importantly, there's a lot of stunt people this stunt community does not know about that blazed the way for us. I mean, people don't understand what Bob Brown did and how he right. did it, or a person named Kenny Bates. Kenny Bates is legendary and innovative, 
and there's a person named Don Robinson. I, That's you know, right. I, I, you know, I can't tell you how I hope a lot of the people that are in our business, that are stunt performers, learn from those people of the past. And I don't want the world to know about us because right. really we are, we are the magicians of the stunt industry. And we don't want, I don't want the world to think that a double jumped off of the building. And you know, that's a, that's a fair argument. Yeah. You know, that's a fair argument. I'll be honest. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Really yeah, I've never heard anybody make that argument before. Go ahead. Let me tell you, I, I really do think that, yeah, of course, the stunt industry deserves an award and deserves recognition of our peers. But I really don't want Bob and Joe and Sally to know. I want them to think that Tom Cruise did that jump. Right. I want them to think that that little girl in Logan does have claws, and she's the one that did all of that killing. You know, I, I don't know how to tell you that, you know, it, it's it's a hard it's a hard idea in my mind. I don't want the world to recognize us. I want us right. to stay hidden behind the curtain. We are, you know, the wizard. The right. Wizard of Oz. Let me ask you a question. Did, did you grow up watching like Hooper and, and uh, Smoking yeah. Bandit? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I just watched Smoking the Bandit last week with my kids. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, that's I'm a, all that's a blow up this. film. Let me tell that's you a something great film. right now. Yeah. That movie is incredible genius. There yeah. is movies that people aren't really watching that they need to watch again, like the first right. Rocky, the right. first, you know, first Rambo, first blood. I right. Mean, those movies go Cannibal way beyond Run. just an action film. Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, yeah. uh, that's for the smoking and the bandit. Let me tell you, you know, Sally Fields, her performance is amazing. It, it, there is yeah. so many people in that film that are genius. Right. And the comedy and the timing is just absolutely spectacular. Watch that movie, yeah. everyone, if you're watching it, if you're listening yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Hooper was one of my greatest films. You know, when he goes back that smokestack and it barely misses the back of the car. I mean, that flips me out every single time. It barely missed the car. Let me tell you, that was the old days. We used yep. to, you know, there was no hiding wires. You had to nope. use really thin wire. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that don't know what it's like to hear a high-speed camera right. just before a stunt. You know, when you've got six cameras out there and you're about to get hit by a car or about to right. blow up a building and you hear the AD yell out, you know, roll camera <laughs> one. And you hear everyone saying, you know, roll camera one. Roll right. And you hear this. And that noise, once it gets to that high pitch, and you're the stunt guy about to get you know, your ass handed to you by some vehicle or whatever. Right. Um, right. Is one of the greatest emotions that I've ever felt as a stunt performer. Yeah. yeah. What, you, what is your favorite old, old classic stunt movie? Oh, geez. No way. There's no way. You can't do that. I mean. Give, give me a few. Uh, uh, it, 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 oh. I mean, Bullet. Fantastic. Oh, Ronin, bullets. Oh, my God. One of, possibly, yeah, but, you know, like Blazing Saddles is not like oh, a Blazing great Saddles. stunt movie, but it's a, <laughs> an amazing stunt movie when you look at it, you know, and, yeah. and you think about what they did. But there's a movie that this world doesn't know about, and I look at it and I go, holy mackerel. Um, it's The Great Waldo Pepper. Yeah. Right? And mm -hmm. Robert Redford is the star of that. And he plays a right. barnstormer that was in the World War and fought against the Red Baron. And yep. 
Dude, how did they not yeah. die? They crashed planes into lakes for real. That's right. And if you That's look right. back at this and you say to yourself, oh, my gosh, these guys didn't have what we had today. and They didn't die. You go, oh, my gosh. I mean, you look at a lot of the Westerns, and um, I don't know. I'm just a very big fan of a lot of the old movies. And if I'm going to say, like, what are the best stunt movies that have ever existed, it's, it's kind of yeah. hard because – you know, I thought the first Matrix was fantastic, but it was the way right. it was shot and you know the mm-hmm. way that they performed a lot of the action more than just the action itself. Right. Um, but the action was spectacular. Um, right. But first, if you ask me, like one of the greatest fights in movie history was True Romance. If not, that was nice. Yeah, that that was pretty brutal and really bloody. It's unreal. It's yeah. just so good. And I'll tell you. Raging Bull was one of the best boxing scenes you'll ever see, and yeah. some of the worst boxing at the same token. Yet it was filmed yeah. and acted so well. Same thing for the first Rocky, you know. I'm a right. very big fan of And let me tell you, one of the greatest fight scenes in movie history is also Karate Kid. You know, because yes. this day, everyone knows what that stupid move means. <laughs> you know, that is epic. If you ask me, as a, cinema, right. as, as a person that does movies, you know, I can't tell you what happened in The Last Avengers, although it was yeah. a great film, but I can't tell you yeah. what move happened. But in Karate Kid, I can tell you, you know, wax on, wax yeah. off, and I can pick my yeah. leg up in the air and know that this is Daniel. Well, the Karate Kid was a great inspiration. I mean, he, he, Pat Morita got a Oscar nod for his crying scene where he's crying about his wife who died in World War II. So, um, the movie was just brilliant. Absolutely. I tell you, there was also, like, there's movies like The Presidio. I don't know if anybody else yes. that, but there's a car hit. There's a car hit in the Presidio that makes me cringe when I watch it, you know? Um, there's a movie called Highlander, you know, which is one oh, of the Oh, yeah, there can only be time, one. If you ask me. Yeah. Right. And there's a car sequence in there where I'm sitting there saying to myself, how did Andy Armstrong not kill someone? Right. You know? Ronin. Right. Ronin is possibly the greatest car chase sequence in all of cinema history. Oh, Ronin's a great film. You don't down. hear enough about Ronin. Oh, that was crazy. That's real movie making in those days, and yeah. like I said, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not saying or sliding our times, but man, right. back then, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was, it, it, it was hold on tight, you know. There were right. guys doing grabs. There's stunt people out there, Cole McKay. Um, yeah. uh, there's, you know, that would do car stunts. You know, the stuff that they did. Um, uh, you know, Alan Wyatt and all those guys, and Henry Kinji on. Um, a team and right. the, the Dukes of Hazard TV series. Oh it's yeah, amazing that people didn't die. They jumped back that was, car over real trains. That was that was without, basic television too. Yeah, that was basic yes. television, and they were going crazy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So when you sit back, when you sit there and say, you know, what are some great old movies for stunts? Um, you know, you got to look at the westerns. You got to say to yourself, um, yeah. you know, um, that, that you know, anytime. Um, uh, what is it? The the Wild Bunch, right? The Wild Bunch. The opening mm-hmm. sequence when they when they let loose on that town and everyone's running around and there are horses galloping through and no right. one you know, right. And they're doing they're doing horse falls left and right and they're slamming into windows with horses and going down. Right. I can barely get a horse to walk upstairs nowadays without having <laughs> right. you know seventeen people worry about you know. What's going on? Being pan- then, trampled, like, yeah. All, oh, my gosh. You know, you, you look at that and you say to yourself, man, that was unreal. Even the 80s, you know, you look at right. Die Hard. Yes. Some of the stuff they did in Die Hard or Lethal yeah. Weapon, 
I mean, that stuff's unreal and so good. That stuff's, ins- that stuff's insane. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just yeah. you're right. Just the fact that nobody died and nobody got hurt is inc- is really incredible. Yeah, but now don't get me wrong. Like I said, you know, Fast and the Furious does some amazing car work. You can't go wrong. Right. Debbie Evans slides a car underneath a, tr- a, a truck like it's nobody's business, but that could have right. killed her. You know what right. I mean? So God bless us all. We're doing some amazing things. <laughs> however, however, they had weeks to prepare for that stunt, and they had money. Whereas back then in the day, we really didn't. And if you ask Debbie, I'm telling you right now, I'm sure that she's going to say, I'm amazed that she, I'm still alive. And she's possibly one of the greatest stunt performers that has ever lived, that has transcended right. all of these generations, alongside right. of Bob Brown. Do you know what Bob Brown has done? Yeah. Yes. Do you know who Bob Brown is? I mean, Bob yeah, Brown tell our is audience. The greatest, one of the greatest high fall people of all time. But more importantly yeah. is that man could do everything from drive a car to right. do a fight scene to, you know, do a live show. He, he started in the live show world as well as he was a high diver. Right. You know, I, I tell you, and then Dane Farwell used to do some stunts that you say to yourself, what the heck are you doing? You're going to get killed. And he would just do things that were just unreal. And I would look back at right. him doing movies like Face Off and whatnot when he was doubling everyone. And I'd say, this guy is just a genius. And yeah. there's a guy named Denny Pierce. Denny yep. Pierce used to get killed on things. Oh, my gosh, it was unreal. And I, I can go on and on. But there's a lot of stunt people out there that I hope the stunt community starts to research and right. look into and say to themselves, man, these guys were the reason why people got belt buckles. <laughs> You're right. No, belt You're buckles right. is a big deal. And I mean, yeah. I guarantee a lot of stunt people don't know about that. A belt buckle yeah. is a big deal. Right. You know, that's like a rodeo, uh, you know, rodeo person. If you ever see a rodeo person and they have a belt buckle, they did something, you know? Right. If you have a stunt person and they have like one of those old stunt association buckles. The old 12 seconds. They have, there you go. You know, I mean, those belt buckles are a big deal. To get those, Yep. that was a big deal. It was a big deal. Because they didn't have vests in the time. They didn't have helmets at the time. If you got pierced by a horn, you got pierced by a horn. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude, my hat's off to those guys. My hat's off to the kids nowadays. Some of the things I make my guys do, I just cringe at because those guys are getting beaten up out there. Yeah. But at the same token, I mean, we've got pads now. We can hide wires. Our old wires are like rope, and it's just like right. so much nicer. I used to get tore up by cable, you know, and just know that when I was coming away, I was going to have big, huge welts and black and blues on my arms. Right, and sometimes purple, purple growing the way it pulls oh my gosh all the time <laughs> right <laughs> well let's talk about another movie you know that it, i think is really uh, uh that really made a difference in your life which is starship troopers that's that's where you met uh oh, castle van dean who who you and he are are godfathers of your each other's children that was a, yep. that's a very important relationship in your life you know uh, when that movie was when when i got that movie i just couldn't believe what had happened because it was huge, you know? So to be right. a stunt person and be able to be working on that movie was like, Oh my gosh, I've made it. But right. bigger than that was, that was the biggest budget movie in Hollywood history at the time. Right. I mean, later on it didn't do well in the theaters. And of course it, um, it's a cult classic though. A, a cursing. It was a, yeah, it was a curse that we, you know, made it for so much money and it didn't do well. Um, right. But nonetheless, it is a cult classic and 
we did things practically on that, which is amazing. The bugs, even though there's a lot of visual effects with bugs, there's a lot of practical effects with bugs. Right. There's a lot of, you know, puppet work and stuff. And I think that people should really like, you know, go back to doing puppet work, you know, and having right. it's, it's time consuming and it's too much money, but man, you tangibly feel what's going on. You know, I watch, I watch Starship Troopers then versus now. And I say to myself, they're very good movies, but you know, I really felt the jeopardy and the angst hmm. while people were trying to get away from those bugs more than I do in these much more, you know, CGI centric kinds of things. Right. And I'm not putting visual effects people out of work because we need you guys no matter what. I'm just saying right. take a little more time to do puppet work nowadays and have, you know, puppeteers. Right. No, I agree. I, I read the book. You know, I, I was waiting to watch the movie. The movie was meant to be a, a certain anti-war film. And when you watch the movie, it, it, you know, people have really gotten it wrong. I've, I've heard a lot of people do online essays on Starship Troopers, and they, have it, they get it wrong almost every single time. It, it catches me completely off guard the way they see the film. Oh, I get it. I agree with you. But is that wrong? Yeah, you know what I mean. Although the movie, although the book, the book and the movie were supposed to be anti-war, that movie made it seem like it was amazing. You know, right? Kill them all! Come on! <laughs> I mean, you want to live forever? The camaraderie. Yeah, it was. It was. It was romantic and the camaraderie, yeah. and it was interesting and fun, and it made people think to themselves, "Wow, this was kind of cool." Right. It was. I have to admit, you know, yeah. the relationships that were formed in that movie right. were great. Right. You know. Well, the you relationship know, that you formed. Denise Richards. Yeah, Denise Richards was great. She was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a very important film in your, in your life as well. So you <laughs> made your friends out there. You made a lot. You made a lot of connections. You made a lot of friends out there. Then you then you move on to uh, Point Blank, which which I well I thought it was a good film, right? Some oh, coordinator. <laughs> right. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Double Mickey in it as well as yeah, I was the coordinator as well as the stunt double for Mickey Rourke in it. Loved it. That's right. That was a lot of fun. We did it down yeah. in Waco, Texas after the Waco incident had just happened. It was very right. weird. Right. I think it's ironic yep. that you work with, you work with him later on in Iron Man Two, and then you double double in this film maybe like I don't know like twenty years earlier. Yep. Yeah. Well, I've been doubling him for a long time too doing a lot of films with him and we stayed friends and um, you know, he's a real good guy. I have to admit, yeah. he's definitely not Hollywood's, uh, you know, <laughs> what do you want to say? You know, shining Golden star child. as far as, yeah, you know, yeah, but he really is. His ability yeah. in, to act is unreal. Yeah. You know, he yeah. just didn't get along with, you know, the suits. Yeah. I mean, when you see him in the wrestler, I mean, you can see a lot of his acting chops just coming right out. Oh, let me tell you, more than just that, in nine and a half weeks, unbelievable. Um, nine and a half weeks, Pope oh my God. Pope of Greenwich Village, unbelievable. Yes. I mean, great I film. go on. It's, let me tell you something right now, Barfly. Yeah. How did that yeah, Barfly was him a great movie. Award? Yeah. Barfly People was an this world, excellent film. Are you, guys, are you guys watching some amazing movies out there? Because there are. Yeah. You know, Barfly is great. And, you know, th a lot of times on my Facebook page, I'll post things about movies and I'll say, hey, this is a great film. You should watch it. And it's, 
It's true. It really, I, I'll bring things up. Tony Scott's one of the greatest directors of all times. And I people like don't Ree. recognize most of his films. And they should go yeah. back and watch them, God rest his soul, you know? Right, right. No, I mean, p- people watch, like, uh, uh, you know, the movie with, with Denzel Washington and what have you, you know, pretty much right before he died. And they don't really yeah. know a lot of a lot of his repertoire, a lot of his uh, skills and what have you. But, you know, with Domino, they, they'll watch that. But he, he really made some brilliant, brilliant films. He made movies that forged me as a filmmaker. Let me tell you right now, I look yeah. up to and try to emulate an awful lot about what Tony Scott did in the film world. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if, if you were alive, I mean, if you were alive today, he'd be making uh, Top Gun Maverick right now. Oh, I'm sure he would. But that's, you know, I, I never do what is. But, yeah, I'm sure he yeah. would. He's, he's such a good filmmaker. He was amazing. Yeah, he was, he was brilliant. I really love I really miss him. He really, I, so do I. I really do. I mean, yeah, yeah he started making movies that were a little like, eh, didn't make right. it so much. But we all do. You know what I mean? Right. right. But the, some of the movies that he did, whether it be the first Top Gun to – True Romance to you name it, you know, he made movies that were, I mean, Unstoppable is fantastic, you know? Right. Well, when I look at a movie like Man on Fire, you know, that was Dakota, uh, one of Dakota Fanning's, you know, first ever film. Hey, that, that movie's brilliant. I watch it at least three times a year. Uh, I can't get enough of that film. I mean, when he, the action in that movie is brilliant. The, the screenplay for that movie is brilliant. And the acting in that movie is brilliant. I can't tell you one bad thing about that movie. That's a perfect movie. Same yeah. thing as True Romance. Once again, yeah. two perfect movies directed by that man. Agreed. And then his brother, Ridley Scott, is also great. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Screw that yeah. family. <laughs> <laughs> the Heavenly Father gave them all. I know. You, know, it's like, oh, you got two amazing. bastards over there. I know. It's like, can we just get one of you? Why don't we have two of you? You, both you guys are genius filmmakers. I know. Oh my goodness. I know. Come when you on. watch really Scott, and you, you watch like uh, you know some of his war pictures and some of his action shots. It's amazing uh, to me. It's amazing nobody's dying. It's amazing. Black Hawk Down. Black Hawk Down. Yeah. Perfect. Black Hawk right Down. Again. By the yeah. brother. Screw them both. Yeah. <laughs> God bless. When you good, when good you see those guys. Yeah. Well, when so you see jealous. people like coming in towards the helicopter and they're all encroaching on that space, and I don't know how you can even communicate with with that huge crowd of people without people getting smushed or people getting stepped on. It's it's an incredible scene. It's brilliant. It really is. Yeah. Well, I love these interviews where I can just walk around my house and throw a banana out <laughs> and eat a banana too, and I'm just sitting there like. <laughs> Well, these, these, this thing is meant to be, you know, friendly and for you and I just to talk to each other like, like we're friends and have guestlessness. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're listening in on a conversation. They're not part of the conversation. Wait, do I get to call you a friend? Holy mackerel. I get another friend like in to. my life? <laughs> of course. Of course. I've got, I've, got, I've got five now. I've got five friends now. That's awesome. Yeah. You have five Cassie friends. Cassius Andy is one of them, of course. He's he's like one of my best friends of all time. Then I'm in good company right there. Look at that. He's one of the best people in the world. I can't tell you how Hollywood doesn't know how good of a man that guy is. Yeah. He works he works extremely hard. He's he's the hardest working person. I mean, I put him right next to, you know, his his work ethic is right next to say like Tom Cruise or 
Hugh Jackman, and those guys yeah. are hard workers. Let me tell you who also is a hard worker that people don't know about is Drew Barrymore. I think oh, Drew yeah. Barrymore is one of my favorite people ever to have worked with. Yeah. That yeah. woman learned Chinese just so she yeah. could talk to the Chinese crew. Right. Well, we're going to get to Charlie's Angels in a second, but I want to talk about martial law because you worked with the great Sam oh, Hong. Oh, jeez. <laughs> did you meet Did you meet Noel Vega while you were there? I did. Yeah. 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 Very, 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 very good time. I mean, once again, there was a TV series that <clears throat> you know, it was um, Into the Badlands before Into the Badlands. Let me put it that way. You know how right. they wanted to take this Hong Kong TV series and westernize right. it. And, bring it over here. And I don't think that a lot of people in the United States knew who Samo was because they knew who Jackie Chan was, but they didn't know Samo. Right. And of course, Jackie and Samo had come up at the same time. And Samo with was Yung, With Yung Biao, yeah. Yeah. Yung Biao yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Look, I can tell you that the, the history lesson that needs to be, that needs to be told um, it has to be like a, a, a TV series almost. I don't know. Maybe someone should do a TV series. Right. Of, you know, what was, but then it, it goes back to me saying, I really don't want the world to know about it. I wish that we right. could do a series just for us, just for well, the just, people and say, look, I, I, just, I just talked to Noel Vega the other day and, and we were talking about old stories about Samo, old stories about Yoon Biao, old stories wow. about Jackie Chan, you know, really old stories. And uh, the one thing I was, Samo Hong lived with him for a year. And I kept on asking, like, you know, what, what, what did you guys have in common? I mean, what did you guys talk about? He's like, we love golf. And, like, he was just being funny. But, you know, that's oh, yeah, the no, one thing they had in common. Like yeah, <laughs> he's a golfer. He's for real on that, yeah. And let me tell you, it, it's like there's things that you just die laughing at, and then all of a sudden they're like, what are you laughing at? And you're like, oh, I didn't know you love golf. Okay. I thought you just killed people. <laughs> that's right. Like, like people don't know, Jackie Chan yeah. is one of the most accomplished singers in the world. He is. He is. People don't know that, though. Yeah, you know how I right. found that out? How'd you find that out? I found that out the hard way. I was in, um, <clears throat> I was in uh, Shanghai at the time, and I was, uh, well, I was in Beijing first for, the, for doing something, uh, a commercial for the Olympics, and then Jackie was there. So I went over to Shanghai, and um, we had dinner one night, and he was going to karaoke. And karaoke is no joke in China, especially when right. you're with Jackie Chan. And while I was there, they have a live band. It's not just some like little tiny player. They have a live band up there and they're playing music right. and he gets up there and belts out this song and I'm sitting there going, What the heck did I just watch? And he said, Well, you, to, you go up there now. You and go I'm up like now. I'm like I'm like, I don't do that. And he says, No, no, yeah. you go, you go. Right. I'm like, Oh geez. So I'm thinking, Okay, I'll 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 do like journey, you know? Right. Um, so journey. I'm, I'm don't like, stop believing. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I go. They stopped me, you know, I don't know, 10 seconds into the song, and they take the microwave from me and they go, Don't you ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I told you this, though. Disclaimer. Right. I said to you, I can't say, Don't make me go up there. And you made me go up there. And he's like, Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> that was not good. Not good. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, so, so. To me, I came away going to myself, yeah. wow, I didn't know yeah. Jackie was like, and while we were there, he, he had told me, you know, Garrett, I don't know why the world doesn't, you know, why, everywhere in the world knows me yeah. for being successful, except for the United States. The United States right. thinks that I'm, I'm interesting, you know? Um, right. Yeah, I was like, Jackie, I didn't know you were this accomplished singer that he's got golden albums, platinum albums. That's right. 
That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's in, he's a really incredible martial artist, an incredible artist. Oh, you know what? You know you, you know what genius. that scene reminds me of. Ever, ever seen the movie uh, Black Rain? Oh yeah, one of my favorite movies of all time, Michael Douglas. What, what the, just yeah. the motorcycle sequences. Oh come on! That was fantastic. That was fantastic. You know that Great that movie. that that scene reminds me of that scene where they were doing the singing right before uh, what's his name dies on, oh. on you know trying yeah. to get his jacket back. <laughs> Absolutely. Let me tell you something, world. You guys watch Black Rain. It's an amazing yeah. film, and you guys will not not be disappointed. But I think every I think our audience again, and we're going up to four thousand people right now. We're getting a gigantic uh, lesson on what movies to watch and who, and who to listen to, and what great stunt performers there are out there. Which is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you. But uh, you know, oh, this is this this is this is what I expected from from a, from a guy like yourself. <laughs> well, you know, aside from me being a filmmaker, I am a cinephile. I definitely like yeah. to. Um, you know, study film in yeah. all of its glory. And I don't just stop at one thing. I mean, I tell you, whether it be one of the greatest directors of all time is Mel Brooks. You yes. know, and I don't think the world knows about Mel Brooks any longer, but let me tell you, when you see young Frankenstein, yeah. um, when the you producers. see Blazing Saddles, oh, the producers, when you see, you know, um, High Anxiety, any of those things, yes. the history of the world, you know, yeah, History of the World is a great movie. Of part two, which made me die laughing. I'm like, I, I looked for History of the World Part 1. I was like, there's no Part 1. What happened to Part 1? This guy <laughs> just would screw you up left and right. What right. a genius director. And those movies are absolute brilliance. Yeah. Um, you look at actors nowadays that are fantastic, right? There are right. the Tom Cruises. There are the Brad Pitts. But before them, there were, you know, um, uh, People like uh, uh, you know the Clint Eastwoods, the right. uh, Gene Wilders, the right. um, Gene uh, Wilder. Uh, wow! I, I, oh my gosh, one of the greatest actors of all time. One of I the can't greatest. Tell you how good he is. Just He's fantastic. Unreal. Yeah, it's incredible oh, the, the work he did and how consistently he did his work, especially with Richard Pryor and what have you. They were the two funniest couples together. Oh they made me laugh God, my butt off. It was impossible to go back to a day of like uh, Bob Hope and and and, and then his his Good. buddy and doing the, do, right and doing and doing the traveling films and what have you. But they really really hit that hit that genius. board on the head. Absolutely genius. I'm telling you right yeah. now, Bob Hope, um, Gene Kelly, Fred Astaire, um, yeah. you know uh, Bing Crosby. You cannot yes. go wrong. And people take the time, sit down, watch the films, and you know. Let me tell you, the great Walter Pepper. <laughs> Watch that movie, you know, and I'm telling you, you know, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid is a great film, but so is this. Great movie. Yes. You know, absolutely. those are absolutely. great films that people should definitely watch, you know. Um, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, I'm sure everyone's seen it out there, and they haven't, then yes, need to see it. You know, right. the jump off that cliff was, was absolutely spectacular, and right. nowadays it's hard to see something that good, and it's so funny. You know, right. nowadays we've got people jumping off buildings and landing on their feet. <laughs> right. You're running away. Your like, powers of the matrix and what have you. Well, it's it's it becomes a visual effect because you don't have time to set up the stunt anymore. You just don't want right. to take the time to put a crane up and have a guy jump off of it. Unless it's Tom Cruise, God bless him, he's over there sliding down 
tallest buildings in the world, you know, he's right. hanging outside of airplanes and he's doing it for real. So, I mean, right. hats off to him. I heard that story about him working on top of that building and he's coming down and he, he's explaining to somebody how he did that scene. And he's like, so I was talking to my stunt coordinator and I, I explained the scene to him and he goes, hey, hey Tom, you can't, you can't do that scene. The, there's no way you can do that scene. He goes, so what did you do? He yeah. goes, well, I got another stunt coordinator. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Let yeah. me tell you, you know, the, the people behind Tom, you know, are fantastic. People. There's a guy named Greg Smurs. And I don't think that the stunt community really fathoms just how genius he is. Right. You know, Greg Smurz is one of the greatest stunt coordinators, performers, second directors of all time. Um, Brian Smurz, his brother, is absolute genius second unit director as well. I mean, my hat's off to both of them. I just can't tell you how how in the shadow we are of those people and how good they are. And he did a lot of stuff for Tom right. Cruise at the time. And, you know, on top of like Greg Smurz, um, you know, there's a guy named Wade Allen. Wade Allen right. is an amazing stunt guy, stunt performer from England. Um, you know, I, I can't tell you how maybe this world doesn't know about these people. Um, there's a stunt coordinator named Tom Harper, who's absolutely genius as well. And the stuff that he's right. done is unreal. So, I mean, yeah, they can get those actors. They can get it to the point where these actors can, you know, they'll tell you, Eh, let's not use the actor. Let's use the stunt guy because they want right. to always not take the chance. They always want to play it safe. But if you get someone like Tom Cruise who's going to say, look, I want to do this, then they are able to pull it off. Right. They can do it. You right. know what I mean? Right. Let's talk a little bit about Cradle to Grave because I, I love that film because oh, it, it, was, it was gently coming in. It was maybe a second film in America right after Lethal Weapon and what have you. It, I, I loved the film myself. What was your thoughts on that film? Well, you know what? <sighs> Please don't hate me, world, but I've never, ever been the biggest Jet Li fan. I mm. always thought, um, I, I thought Cradle to the Grave was a good film. Right. You know, I didn't think it was a bad film, and I thought it was interesting. Look, I did the one as well with him, and I think that he's a very nice guy. He's an amazingly talented person. But I never, ever fell for him the way I did Jackie Chan. Um, to be quite honest with you, my favorite, <laughs> you know, uh, Chinese action star was Chai Yun Fat, and he really wasn't like doing martial arts like those guys were. But man, he's good. And Donnie Yen, nobody beats Donnie Yen if you ask me. Donnie Yen is just the cream of the crop. Yeah, Donnie Yen is, is an amazing, an amazing person, and a martial artist. Uh, you know, Jet Li oh, did have his true. place. You know, when he when he did. Uh, a lot of his films, he was somebody to, to be aspired to be, and he was very inspirational. Donnie Yen, it seems to be a completely different generation mogul. It is. But, 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 like, okay, so Cradle to the Grave, fantastic yeah. idea, a lot of fun. It was a good movie. My only issue with it is, like I said, um, <clears throat> I don't know, if you look back in the day, Charles yeah. Bronson was kind of like, I hate saying those guys, but he was the poor man's Clint Eastwood. Oh, I hate right. saying that because they're both great guys. And <laughs> it's I love it's both true. I, it's true. I do love, I do love Jet Li, but you know, let me tell you, Jackie Chan was just so good and so. Oh sad. yeah, they when, were so you, good. And I was just when you, you look know, at them and when you look at them and Meals with Wheels, uh, when you look at Jackie Chan, and, oh Armor yeah, of Gods, I mean Armor of Gods. You know, when you look at Drunken Master Two. 
where he took over oh. the directing halfway through, quarter way through the shoot. Drunken Master, I remember the first time I ever met Jackie Chan was in a conversation where he was talking about Drunken Master 2. Blew me away. Just blew me yeah. away. Those fight scenes are incredible. Yeah, his team was great. And look, Jet Li's team is amazing too. And I know those guys, and I think they're absolute brilliant people. It's just for some reason... You know, Jet Li always was very, very quiet and subdued in the movies, and I felt like he right. was um, – <clears throat> I felt like he just never won me over. As an audience member, I just never really, like, jumped onto the Jet Li. And he did some great movies. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going right. to ever say because I wish I could have that success. But, um, right. you know, the people that I would always die to go see on the movie theaters was the Jackie Chans and so forth. And I tell you, Jackie had a team member, one of his team guys – who became like my little brother. His name is, you know, Brad Allen. Yeah. And he's an absolutely unbelievable stunt coordinator, director, um, person, and, you know, everyone that Jackie Chan touched turned right. into gold. So right. learning from Jackie just made you a better person as well. You know, right. like, like when I got a chance to work with Vic Armstrong, it elevated my game. Yeah. Because you ask me, you don't get better than Vic. Vic is yeah. the greatest stunt coordinator yeah. of all time. And I'll just go yeah. down to my grave saying it and, you know, tooting his whistle and saying, yeah. you know, him and Andy, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. They're incredible. They're incredible. You know, before we get to, you know, one of my favorite films on my list right here of, of, of doing my research on you, I do want to talk about Sin City because I, 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 I'm a huge huh. Sin City fan. I love the film. Uh, you guys were working a lot on green screen and what have you. And it really, it was uh, yep. experimental filming and what have you. Yep. It was great. How was that? Robert Rodriguez yeah. is a genius. I'm a very big fan of his. You know, I, yeah, I, I mean, can't tell you one. I wasn't the, the, the main double. Uh, Mickey Rourke said, look, you have to hire Garrett no matter what. Jeff Dashnow was the uh, stunt coordinator, which right. also Jeff Dashnow. My hat's off to him. I think he's one of the legends in the stunt community. I don't think people yeah. know how good Jeff Dasnow was or is because he's right. brilliant. Right. Um, I kind of got forced into that movie because Mickey said, no, he's my double. And I got there, so we had two doubles, really. And um, I got to do some of the work for it, but not all of it. And I'm telling you right now, that movie was really, really good. And yeah. Robert Rodriguez, Robert Rodriguez is so good that he created his own slice of Hollywood in Austin, Texas, and wrote his own book on that's how right. he was going to do things. That's how good he is. Yeah, that's how good he is. You know, and he just, he made his, you know, people might say, oh, Robert's no good anymore. Oh, he doesn't do movies like Desperado. Yeah. Let me tell you something. He doesn't need to. That guy, <laughs> that guy he has fil- got so He filmed 15 talent. minutes of the film before he even got permission to make that film. He sits down in a chair with a guitar playing. He looks up and goes, oh, that was a good shot. Move on, you know? And then you go, what? (laughs) And then you see the movie cut together, and you're like, oh, my gosh, yes, it was. So let me tell you, uh, uh, look, you've just made me appreciate my career again, you know, so much because I've worked with some great people, and he's one of them. Yeah. You've worked with some great people. You yourself are a great person, which is one of the reasons why oh, I wanted to talk you. to you. But you know, well, thank one you. of my one of the great films that you that you worked on, and I want to know everything you can and tell me about the film is is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, it was oh, right geez. before Robert Downey Jr. did Iron Man. It was right before his career took that upwards toll. That film is really one of the funniest movies I've ever seen, and really some great action as well. 
Well, I appreciate that. Um, I didn't do a lot of the movie, though. I only did a little bit of it. Um, yeah. I just did this one sequence in it, so it's not like I did the whole thing. But, yeah, I think Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is one of the most unsung great films in Hollywood's history. And I think yeah. Val Kilmer is unbelievable. In oh, that he's film. fantastic. Oh he plays the he plays he plays the uh, the the uh, the, the gay uh, investigator, which is hilarious, hilarious. Yeah, and, and to be quite honest with you, I, I, to this day, I was like, wait, he's gay <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> I didn't really remember that. You know, he kept um, on saying it. <laughs> Yeah, but it was like, wait, no, you're just joking, right? No, he he played. That's how funny and interesting it was. It's like he made right. you believe that he was, you know, uh, gay, but he wasn't like trying right. to be this stereotypical kind of a gay character, you know? No, he so really he, knew, he really knew how to take on a character. He really knew how to act. It, but that's that, you know, my, my that's a true testament to his ability. Right. You know, for him to go from Tombstone. And saying, right. you know, you know, you're no Daisy to him saying, yeah. look, I'll you be, I'm a I'll be your Huckleberry. And, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm a private detective. Hey, don't shoot me down there. You know, it's, yeah, and talk that way to the point where you're like, wait, what did he say? Did he just say he was gay? Right. Oh, my gosh. And then he made <laughs> you believe that he was in a real way, you know, not right. like he was just a character on the film. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what a brilliant, brilliant move on his part. Good for him. And that movie is great. And I'll tell you, the stunt coordinator um, <clears throat> did a great job on that film. Everyone did a great job on that film. Um, yeah. You know, it was it was my pleasure to work on. I didn't get to see the whole film being made, but it was right. back in the day when we made films here in L.A. And we were right. downtown, Los right. Angeles, you know what I mean? In many right. of those places. I mean, a whole lot of people don't know about um, the, uh, the the Herald Examiner building. Hey, stunt wow. people, do you guys know what the Herald Examiner building is? <laughs> yeah. Exactly, you guys don't right? Because huh? you guys didn't do any PM Entertainment movies, did you? Huh? Because you guys didn't do <laughs> half the movies in all of you know Hollywood history up until then. Let me tell you, everything was being shot at the Herald Examiner building. And the Herald Examiner building was a paper... <clears throat> you know, from um, Hearst, you right. know, and if you look back at the history of who Hearst was and how rich he was and how his daughter, Patty Hearst, had her story, it becomes even bigger and better and wilder and more interesting, you know, and uh, some of the things that I was able to, like, go and see while I was filming um, was absolute genius, you know, I mean, we shot, at, you know, at and around the Spawn Ranch way before people knew what it was because of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Those were all the low-budget right. days. That's right. Like in the early 90s, you know? <clears throat> That's right. Well, another film that you worked on was with Terrence Malick, which is all, always known Ooh. as a kind of an awkward genius. And, and A New World was really a, a fantastic film. I mean, I own it. I love the film. Oh, uh, really? What, wow. You're, oh, oh, yeah. awesome to hear. Oh yeah, well, I, I have I, I have a huge too. DVD collection, and, and people don't people don't understand why, but mostly it's because you get a lot of the commentary, you get a lot of the directors coming on on top talking about the movies, how it was made, what they liked about the movies, and sometimes if you're lucky, you get secondary characters to talk as well. Please, please tell me about that film. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's that's going to be a good story for everyone to hear then, because um, Andy Chang was the stunt coordinator and the second unit director on that. Um, 
it, it was wild, you know. Um, first of all, to work with Terrence Malick, who is a genius, if you ask me, it was a great moment in my career, you know. Um, he would do long shots. Where yeah. uh, at one Wide point, he wanted to do this. Well, just keep continuous, you know. Like, yeah. we, we all had to set up in this town. There was a bunch of people playing Indians. There was a bunch of us hmm. playing, um, you know, uh, settlers, pilgrims. Um, yeah. colonists, you know, and yeah. it basically what happened is at one point he says, all right, camera on you, you fight, you make it horrible, right? Get killed or kill someone, right? If the camera pans off, you run to another spot in the town somewhere. Cause we only had so many people. Right. And so if you remember thin red line, which is, oh yeah. Directed as well, there's yeah. this tracking shot through the village where mm-hmm. war is happening and it's just unreal. And yeah. that's the same thing that we just did on this. And it, it would just be, I think for a good, I don't know, 10 minutes, five, you know, for about a good 10 to 15 minutes, we just fought each other and there was no choreography. We just run up to right. each other and I would just come running in with my hand raised and the other guy knew, all right, I'm going to get punched. And I'd come running in and I was like, throw a big, huge haymaker of a punch and he'd hit the ground. Then I'd grab his skull and just start breaking it across this, this rock that was there. And he just trusted me that I wasn't going to kill him, you know? And then I'd turn, up, then I'd turn around and an Indian would be there coming at me with like a, a bow in his hand to swat me in the face. And I knew he wouldn't hit me, so I just had to react. And, you right. know, I would just take and go down. Then he'd take his knife out and start stabbing me, and I'd just start reacting to that. And so it was like we Jeez. made that stuff up. We didn't, you know, right there on camera. There was no rehearsal right. for that scene. Um, there was also, at one point, Andy wanted to do a, a shot of an arrow hitting a person <laughs> and sticking <laughs> his chest. So... He wanted to do it practical. Practical. Yeah, let that sink. Yeah, let that sink. You all thought that we just went on a break or something, or your, your sound just. Yeah, practical. That's so incredible. I didn't know that that could be done either. Yes. So what we did was we took the arrow off, the, the, the tip of the arrow off, and we replaced it with a screw. And Andy says, Yeah, we do this over in um, China, right? <clears throat> and I was like, Really? Okay, okay. And so he okay. said, Okay, we line up. And we figure out who's going to do the shot. Um, so everyone lines up, and we all practice shooting. And one of the stunt guys, Dan, was the best shot out of everyone. He could hit the target more than anyone else. So he's like, okay, you go, you're going to shoot the arrow at these guys. And he's like, wait, really? Dan Southworth, right? And he's, and he's like, yeah, you're going to do it. And he's like, I don't want to do that. And he's like, no, you're going to do it. You're the best out of everyone. So then we all get together, and we put pieces of wood under our shirt. Hmm. And the shot's kind of close. You know, it's like a waster, and right. we have to get there, and we have to act like we're not going to get shot, you know, but we're all scared. Right. Yes, we're like, please don't miss. Please, whatever you do, don't miss. <laughs> and Andy's like, just don't shoot it as hard as you can, but shoot it hard enough to stick into the wood. So let that Jeez. sink in. Audience, let that sink in. <laughs> <laughs> and what happened? Yeah, we we rehearsed it. It never went on to the film. We never did it, but you know, we rehearsed right. it, and we were all like, this is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> this is a bit of a little secret on. that Hollywood doesn't know about. Yeah. Well, you know, did you did – you, as a, as a director, can you can you feel like how – I mean, obviously you can feel how great he was, but – 
Can you can you feel like where his genius was coming from? I can, um, but I've seen it a number of times. So it's like <clears throat> Terrence Terrence is Terrence is all about the chaos and then the creativity of it not being chaos afterwards. You know, so it was wild to watch him. It was wild to watch him, you know, work and talk and set up camera and so forth. But when it came down to like the science of being a director, there's people out there that do a better job. Let me put it that way. Mm. So he was a very romantic, um, bringing things and performances and moments to life. But when it comes down to like, you know, watching someone be the science of a director, he really didn't have something specific that you could watch. Whereas like when you were Spielberg, and right. you see him talking about the shot and how, you know, he wants to use a 600 mil lens. That way he can bring the background forward. And he starts talking about all sorts of other things that, you know, just make you go, wow, you know, dumbfounded. Same thing with James Cameron, you know, he just makes right. you go, wow, I, I, right. where does this genius come from? And then he wakes up the next morning and puts boxing gloves on and wants to fight with everyone. I mean, <laughs> you know, Terrence Malick is, is a genius in his creative you know, brain where, you know, the, the, the pages on uh, the words on the page are far greater um, in his vision. You know what I mean? Whereas James Cameron, the words on the page are amazing, but also he sits down and plans everything out in such a great detail and knows every little thing and knows everyone's job before anyone else does. So that's, right. that's, that's one of the directors that I could definitely watch and know and learn from very well. Terrence, Terrence, you know, played it all close to his chest. Same thing with Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul well, Thomas Anderson is a great no, director. Now, listen, he's, he's a genius. When we get into, like, when, you, when we're talking about the like, genius filmmakers, now you're talking about all the genius filmmakers. Like, when you look at Magnolias, when you look at, yeah. I mean, he's, he is just really everything. You, Punch Drunk Love. He's just really one of the most amazing directors I've yeah. ever Boogie seen Nights, in my entire life. Yeah. Boogie Nights. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm one of his biggest fans. And yeah. one of the only times I've ever worked for scale was on his movie. Um, well, who did you the work on? You worked the on The Master. I was a stunt coordinator in The Master. Yeah. And I was so proud of that fact. Uh, we yeah. Shot it in 65 millimeter. Um, That's right. Celluloid. Um, he's, he's beyond, beyond unbelievable. But so yeah. is Terrence. And, and Terrence and him are, are similar. Whereas, you know, they've got this amazing idea in their head and they bring it to life on the camera in front of you and with everyone else right. there. But, but it's hard to learn because sometimes you don't get to like be a part of his process. He right. Just, he holds it close to his chest. Like Terrence does. He does. Yeah. James Cameron. No, you're a part of his process. He's telling you and he's telling you what you're doing wrong. What are you thinking like that? You know? And you know, Spielberg, he doesn't let you in right away, but eventually he does. And then he'll just pretty much tell you, all right, this is what we're doing. This is how we're going to do it. And you're just going to do that, you know? And then he'll start to like spout off other, you know, ideas that you need to know and, you know, keep those in your pocket for the future. And you're like, Oh, fantastic. Okay. Right. Right. I met uh, PT and my Rudolph, the the mother of his children at, at Gelson's in in, near my, my dojo in Tarzana. And I almost dropped trow. I mean, really talking to him, I was, yeah, I was amazed by, you know, his, her, his, her mother is the one who sings uh, loving you. 
And that's, that's yeah. one of the things that she and I talked about, but, but talking to him, I mean, he's just, he, he's really just a phenomenal human being and a phenomenal director. He's, he stayed my friend yeah. here in Apple years ago. Oh, get out of here. You know, Fiona? Yeah. Known her for years. Talk to me about Fiona. Fiona Apple's an incredible human being. I saw her in yeah. concert. I went to go see her in concert maybe about uh, 12 years ago, 13 years ago. And this is after she had the old o- Oscar snafu where she went on drunk. <laughs> and she, she just went up there and she invited me down. And we were like, I was in the, the second row. And she's like, many of you may have seen me, the Oscar thing. And if you want to leave, you can go F yourself right now. If you don't, you can stay and have a great concert. Fiona, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Fiona's a genius. I mean, Fiona's a genius. I, I, it's, what she a, was, she, one of the little... problems that she had in her life was she was, she was, I don't know if you know this, but she was gang raped. And this is, bef- this is <sighs> when I first got to know her. Yeah, it was really horrible, and it really it made a staple of, of how she was creative and how she meant to be, and how her her career kind of took a kind of a twisty turn. It's horrible, though. I mean, I wish that I know one. I really I, look. I can understand her being troubled because of it, but you know, I, I definitely can tell you that you know, I hope it never happens to anyone. You know, I, I, no. I, I, no. I, I, I still think that you know, she's she's genius. More than because of that, you know, and she is right. What a great talent and what a great voice and everything like that. Right. So she's music, fantastic, what a, man. What a great person to know. Writes great music. She's she's an excellent human being. She's very she's really funny, which a lot of people don't know about her. Very comfortable in hey, her people, own skin. Hey, people listening, have you guys seen the uh, music video that Paul Thomas Anderson directed with her? That's theme? right. That's right. That's right. You know her and, music and he, video. And if you watch if you watch Punch Drunk shot. Love, you'll you'll see uh, a little snippet of Pete Anderson and Fiona dancing to yep. uh, one of the edits that he did. So it's it's called, I believe it's called yep. Red Roses or something like that. But it's really a wonderful thing to watch. And watching your friend and Pete Anderson date is kind of like watching um, uh, two people who you love to death uh, getting to know each other and liking each other. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, he's he's brilliant, man. I tell you, he's he's one of the good ones. Everyone needs so to watch every one of his movies he's done. Absolutely, without a doubt. Let's let's move on to some other brilliant people because you worked on Grindhouse, Planet Terror. Uh, Grindhouse was was a great film. Uh, Quentin Quentin Tarantino is really a genius, and uh, I was a huge fan. So, how did you how, how did you work on those films? Well, once again, Jeff Dashnoff. He was the one doing those films, um, you know, and I tell you, it's, it's, once again, I didn't do all the movie. I only did, at first right. I was brought in to train Rose McGowan how to move and work with just one leg, you know, because that was my job as a personal trainer as well as a martial artist. I was able to do those things. So I worked with her, and she was fantastic. And I got right. to do a little bit on those movies, but not much. But, um, yeah, I think that Grindhouse is pure genius and, you know, yeah. Zoe Bell is, you know, fantastic in it. Right. Um, everyone's amazing. In it. And, you know, Kurt is just genius in that film as stuntman. Yes. Mike, right? Yeah. When he cries in the end is, is, Plan- is the funniest thing in the world. Right. And Planet Terror, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I showed my kids Grindhouse, which I know you're not supposed to because it's so, you right. know, graphic. But right. I showed my kids and I, lo- you know, not, you know, they were all teenagers at the time, but, you know, they all right. were like, Dad, 
is this movie going to be three hours long? I was like, yes, it will. And you will watch it and like it. And you'll love it. You know? Yeah. And it was good. I mean, it's not a romantic comedy by any means, but come on, guys, yeah. watch this. This is brilliant. So I think that everyone else out there needs to watch those films too. And I think that Planet Terror was just fun. You know, my hat's off to Rod Rodriguez. What a good guy. Yeah. Well, you, start, you started getting into the world of stunt coordination within animation, like in Transformers and in Beowulf. So Beowulf was, was, an, excellent, was an excellent film. Excellent You're film. You're going to go through my whole resume, aren't you? Yeah. I'm a, <laughs> I am. Beowulf was a great film. I tell you what, Robert Zemeckis is, yeah. once again, an absolute genius as a director. I can't believe I've yeah. gotten the chance to work with him and, you know, for the longest time, I can't tell you how, how if I could have done that for the rest of my life, I would have. He's, he's that good. And everyone yeah. that was with him, his producer, Jack Rapke, and um, everyone else, oh, my gosh, it's just so, such a good team to be with. Um, but Beowulf was the unfortunate, you know, downfall of his, um, yeah. I believe it was called Image Movers. Um, not, a lot of, not a lot of and people understood created. the film. Well, it's it's. I'll tell you what. It was a great film. Yeah. I don't know if it was necessarily great to do it. Um, you know, human beings in the motion capture world don't always look good. You know what I mean? Right. Like the eyes. It's very difficult to capture and make someone believe a human being when their eyes are not you know alive. And that's kind of what ended up happening with um, Beowulf. You know, we were on the cusp of what was greatness. And then James Cameron came to the set and says, well, look, I got a, I got a movie too. And, but he had the right idea. It wasn't human beings that he was going to do performance capture with. He was going to do, you know, blue people. So the eyes can be alive in that sense because they are already these two-legged cat-like creatures that, you know, move through the forest in the Avatar. Um, Beowulf... You know, he had Anthony Hopkins and he had, you know, uh, all these other great actors in there, um, Ray Winstone and whatnot. But at the same token, you aren't seeing them act. You're just seeing their their animated representation. And it just didn't transcend to that film. But it's a great movie. I loved it. Um, Crispin right. Glover plays Grendel and he's genius in that film. And I don't know if yes. anybody realizes just how good he is. Angelina Jolie plays... That's right. Mother, and she's so good. Oh she's my gosh, wonderful. The movie she has... was, yeah, she was afraid for such a long time that uh, they were going to take that 3D image of her and then use it for nefarious reasons. Uh, there was a, there's yeah. a lot of things about that film, but the film had great lines, great action, um, great Thank phrases you. that you can repeat over and over and over again. But I, I thought the Thank action was, was insane because you know we, when we when, did when. Yeah, when it came in at night and then came in and started killing everybody and how they were fighting, that was awe-inspiring. It was, it was we, frightening. We did it all practical on the stage, even though it's an animated movie. Let me tell you something right now. Right. We built a life-size Grendel, a motion base, and I was bailing really? on top of it, punching him in the head. Yes, and it broke. And I saw wow. it. it was awesome. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm up on this nine foot tall creature being shaken around like, uh, you know, a bull riding, uh, bull ride. Yeah. But anyways, um, that movie's great. 
Yeah, everyone needs right. to watch it. It was a very good film. Um, <clears throat> Transformers, you know, when I got into it and I was, you know, Kenny Bates brought me in. Michael yeah. Bay, you know, says, go over there and show me how the robot should fight. And me and my team right. just designed, you know, these fights for a while. And this is what right. we were going to do. And since then, Michael had always used me um, to do all the robot right. fights in all of his Transformers movies. And I really do That's appreciate right. that from him. He's, you know, he's actually... Whatever the world says, he's actually a genius director. You know, he might yeah. not have made, you know, some of the most amazing films that people all love. But let me tell you, yeah. what he does is he makes movies that, that are spectacular to watch and right. are, you know, he, he loves America. You know, he brings right. American flags and he, he supports the troops and the military, and he always makes, you know, that, that love story come out. And, I mean, God bless him. He does a great job, and his shots are beautiful. And if I'm, his movies I'm weren't that great, there, you wouldn't copy. have millions of people going out to watch them, by the way. Yep. Many directors copy them, copy his shots, you know. And, That's right. You know, a lot of them are like, you know, don't tell anybody this, but I want to copy that shot. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. well, why not just <laughs> tell anyone? His action's um, incredible. He, when you when you watch some of that action of like the freeway shots of the Transformers, that's insane. Those shots are in, those shots are yep. crazy. My hats off to Michael and Kenny. Let me tell you, that's a team of Kenny Bates and Michael Bay, and may, many people don't know about Kenny Bates. And Kenny Bates yeah. is an unsung hero in Hollywood. He's a filmmaker more than just a stunt coordinator. He's amazing. Right, right, right. Went on to a couple other films, you know, because we're hitting the, the late half of your of your career now. You've done Columbiana, which I, I love, and then you worked uh, with Hugh Jackman before we talked about Logan and what have you on Real Steel, which I I, I love that film. I know that it, it didn't hit the the money bracket that that it wanted to, but I love that movie a great deal. Um, tell us I, about I that. I just think that that was brought out. Well, um, it, it's hard to talk about because it was such a good film and. Um, it was all done practical. We even had puppeteers in that. So that kind of like blows my theory out of the water, huh? I mean, there, a lot of those robots were real. You know, we had puppets. We had actual, you know, Stan Winston's company came out and, you know, we had real Noisy Boy, oh, real Midas, all the things. And stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, and then I was able to, you know, I would put stunt people on stilts, including myself and, you know, double certain people. And I even played a little bit of a cameo in that movie. It was a great film. Hugh Jackman's yeah. amazing. Sean Levy's the director. He's brilliant. I remember going into that movie, we got to see the Pacquiao fight before we did the movie because we all wanted oh, to look great. at um, <clears throat> you know, the fight work of what it's like to be in a boxing ring before um, we went and did the movie. And um, I remember Spielberg having, getting on a phone and doing a conversation with us about you know, what he wanted for that film as well because Spielberg right. was one of the producers as well as you know, right. Robert Zemeckis. So it was... It was a great film, and I don't think a lot of people know these facts about it. Um, I think it was just marketed wrong and brought out at the wrong time of the year. And there's right. other movies that I've done uh, that were similar. You know, there's a movie <clears throat> that I did with Kevin James that was a great movie um, that I think was brought out at Halloween. And nobody wanted to see it, but it was a great movie, you know? Uh, right. And, and, you know, we did this MMA fight in there that's just really well done. And most people don't know how good it is and they should see because Kevin James can fight. Right. You know, we were talking about Spielberg. Tell me a little bit about Lincoln and working on that film. Yeah. I, I, first oh, of all, I so love the film. And some, some of the action in that film is, is really, really uh, gut-wrenching. Thank you. Thank you. There's not a lot of it. 
I didn't work on it forever, you know, but I did, right. you know, we did this big war sequence and yeah. a lot of it didn't make it to the movie. Um, and Spielberg came up to me and had told me that he was really proud of it. He loved it. And he wanted me to one day see what, what, what didn't make it to the screen because it was really just so brutal. Um, we had a trick where we had taken the rifle butts and we cast them out of like clay and we filled them with blood and <clears throat> you would take the rifles and slam someone in the head and they would break into pieces and blood would go everywhere. And it was all on camera and it looked like pieces of bone and brain were being released from this guy's head. Wow. It's his head blew up all on camera. Wow. And it didn't make it to the screen because uh, Stephen wanted to go PG-13 with the film. And, right. you know, we basically were doing Saving Private Ryan in that time, you know? Right. In that Revolutionary right. War. So it was, it was, it was, it's a fantastic movie. I'm super proud of it. It's one of the most, <clears throat> you know, beautiful movies I've ever been a part of because it told the world a story that needs to be told that yes. there is an American president that stood up for not only what is right and what is good, right. but also had an amazing character, you know, and Lincoln yes. is just one of the greatest people that ever lived in history. You know, goes yes. down with Gandhi, if you ask me. <laughs> you know, I think a little better than Gandhi, but yes. <laughs> Gandhi, Gandhi is one of those people well, that have kind of well, a nefarious past uh, when it comes to the end of his life and what have you. So Lincoln did not have that. Maybe it's because he was killed, but... Well, no, you, you, what I'm saying is, you know, Gandhi still promoted such a great – and I'm not going to take anything away from someone. I'm not going to talk about whatever bad they did because yeah. Lincoln did so much good and stood on such a – He did. People also don't know. I mean, I've also researched Reagan. Ronald Reagan was one of the most amazing presidents, and I know that Whitewater was a huge scandal, and there was a it whole was. lot of problems that happened during his, his presidency. But let me tell you, research – who he was as a president and what kind yeah. of a person he was, you know, he, he did a lot of good. A gun around. Yeah. And the secret service wrote books on yeah. what it was like to be, to protect presidents. And he's one of the people right. that they applaud and took their hats off to. I mean, he used to carry a gun and the secret yeah. service, like, you know, sir, you don't need to have that gun. You should put that away. Right. And he says, right. listen, son, if someone comes in here, I want to help. Not yeah. You know, I want to be able to yeah. pull this gun out and, you know, you know, who's going to back you up. Right. <laughs> He goes, I'm going to be you're, there to back you up. And I'm like, you're, you're making, you're me, like, you're making me miss those presidents. <laughs> you're yeah. making me miss those guys. Yeah. 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 Well, don't, don't so, get me wrong. Look, I'm not going to talk bad about any president, you know, whether it be sure. Obama or Trump. I mean, there are leaders. And, you know, yeah. I support them 100%, you know, and yeah. I might not always agree with what they do. But, you know, God bless them. I mean, they have to do a, a, a hard job, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think president's ever going to be an easy job. Let's move on to uh, Godzilla. So I, I don't know how that works out to where you're, you're doing uh, stunt choreography for the, the animals that are, or the monsters that are fighting each other. Well, they had done the movie. They had come to um, me saying, we want to make this action better, you know? So I got some stunt people together and we got some, you know, arm extensions and so forth. And, you know, we worked on choreography and I wound up shooting it at speed so that it would be slowed down so that it would give mass and weight. And it would show that this is what it takes for them to actually move through this right. kind of space. Because when you animate a fight, when a, a fight is completely CG, it doesn't always make an audience feel the jeopardy. 
Let me put it that way. You know, right. if you watch a film out there and, you know, it's an awful lot of CG work in a fight, um, you'll notice it and you'll feel it as an audience member. And they didn't want that. They wanted the fight to have much more gravity, much more reality. They wanted the jeopardy to come through. And so it was up to me and a couple of stunt people to get into a room and, you know, create this action. And we just had to come up with other ideas than what was on the screen at the time. And, you know, I thought it turned out pretty good. First Godzilla is the one we did. We didn't do the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great film. I, you know, I've been waiting for a Godzilla film in America for a very long time. I thought it was incredibly satisfying. I like it a lot. I, I'll tell you what, though. <clears throat> I do miss the Godzilla movies from the past. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> making miniature towns and having the Godzilla right. fight. I really right. wish that they would do something along those lines and figure out how to do it. I mean, you look at Alien um, and how right. they that creature move and yeah. fight against going even aliens, you know, the second right. movie. And you say, yes, you could do James that. Cameron. Yeah. You know, I still, I still, you know, I still, you know, someone out there, please make that small town. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love all the stuff that they're doing, but those right. people in suits, even Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, I right. loved the turtles in the suits. Right. Right. I agree with you. Subtlety in film is is kind of missed a lot of times, and we go for CG and what have you these days. But Alien and Aliens being more of a horror film than a sci-fi film really drew you in, brought you in. Um, you know, it, it's interesting. The first Alien film really created the what you call the Ripley effect of you know a female hero being stronger than anything. Absolutely. She's one of the greatest female heroes of all time. I mean, That's right. James Cameron, James Cameron is famous for making women strong and he whether is. it be in Terminator or in right. aliens, he created right. two of the greatest, greatest female heroes Hollywood will ever know. You know, absolutely. Sigourney Weaver was the perfect choice too. She's absolutely She's <clears throat> wonderful. Unreal. She's yeah. great as an actress, yes. as a person, um, right. as a model. I don't think people yeah. know that. You know, she did photography. Yeah, she was a model. Um, you know, she, she was for Helen Newton. I mean, she's absolutely brilliant, and she's groundbreaking, and she took chances, and, man, she's good. Um, and James Cameron, you know, for creating what he did with Linda Hamilton on Terminator, she is unreal, and she's one of the greatest things that I can tell you, you know, we aspire to as far as being, you know, strong-willed people in this world. So right. my hat's off to James Cameron. Of course, I think he's great. You know, he's someone I learn from all the time. Yeah. Well, you worked on on two of the of the very last great films that came out of Fox. Uh, I would say, which is I like I like I like <laughs> I, li- I really loved X Men Apocalypse. I, I was I was a fan of that film. Uh, thank help. you. I, I didn't do much on that. I did a little bit mm-hmm. on it. Um, I okay. came in to help. Uh, you know, uh, Josh McLaughlin brought me in. Uh, there was already a stunt coordinator, you know, Tom Harper. Let me, let me, not Tom Harper. Um, it was, uh, oh, my gosh, how can I know? Um, Haverstadt. Um, so yeah. let me tell you, he's one of the greatest stunt coordinators of all time. I did a talk mm-hmm. um, at the Academy, and I brought him in because that's how good he is, you know, because I had to right. have him share with us what he did. Um <clears throat> Uh, X-Men Apocalypse I thought was really well done I think the director did a great job Um, all those people that worked on that film did a great job Josh McLaughlin the first AD and producer I don't think a lot of people understand that he is one of the greatest secret weapons Hollywood 
has. He's like right. us. He's behind the scenes. Not many people know about him, and they should. And that's how good he right. is. Um, Logan, what can I say? Fantastic movie. Absolute brilliance. James Mangold, once again, is a great director, has, you know, done some, you know, walk the line and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. done, some, you know, Ford versus Ferrari, great films, you know. Right. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you, a little heartbroken, you know, uh, there's a little spot in me that that never felt, you know, the ending serviced what I had hoped. Let me put it really? That way, Logan. Yeah, because, you know, I, I want to hear me this. Personally, I, I, yeah, me personally, I wanted our bad guys to be a little bit more bad. I wanted them to kill right. more kids. And, of course, we weren't allowed to by the studio. Okay. Right. Hands, hands tied. But I still think that we were an R-rated movie. We should have right. done more bad to them. We had soldiers running through the forest with their guns pointing in the air trying to catch the kids so they can kill them. Right. I just felt like that was an oxymoron. Right. You know, I'm running after kids with a gun pointing in the air so I can grab them and try to kill them, you know? Um, right. But at the same token, I get it. We're, we're, we're doing with the story, you know, so I thought we did a great ending. I thought it was fantastic, especially since we were trying to not be as brutal. You know, they unleashed me on the movie in the beginning, which was fantastic. You know, I was cutting heads off and arms, and I was just having the best time of my life. And then at the end, they were like, all right, we've got to pull it back a little bit. You know, we've been too brutal. Um, right. My other thing was, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, Logan was dying the whole time. I get that. And he died right. because of this tree branch because he wanted to. But at the same token, visually, I don't know if it serviced what I, what I saw you know, this great superhero dying, you know, with just a tree branch out of his chest. I always thought it was going to be a bigger, you know, know, that was a hard one because I always thought there would be a bigger ending than that. I can see that. I can see that. You know, but let me tell you, the performance is unreal, unrivaled. Yeah. You know, him and the girl, not a dry eye on the house. And it's beautiful and it's well done. And I think that movie is spectacular. Um, I think the ending is great. Don't get me wrong. I sent you, I, I sent you that video. Is, I sent you that video of sacrifice. Yep. Remember that? I mean, yep. it really it really yep. brings a tear to your eye. Absolutely, and it's it's something I'm very proud of. It's one of the more uh, uh, amazing movies I've ever done in my career. You know, I'm proud of you. My career. I'm just one of the worst people when it comes to my own work. I look at yeah. things going, ah, should have done that. No, better. no, no. You no, know, no, no matter what I, do. I, I'm incredibly proud of you. You know, and I've talked to so many people, like Marissa Labog, Ashley Hudson. No. You know, you know, I, I've, I've talked to so many people, like like Tekla, who was in, it, it worked with you as well, and they they couldn't speak any higher about your son well, coordination you. and, and, and your and your and your uh, aptitude towards communications and what have you. I'm so proud of, of like how hard you worked on that film. Thank you. you know, how, oh, how is it? How, hard. You worked extremely hard. I mean, cause I know all the scenes you worked on. How difficult was it? Was it like to keep everybody safe while you had so many scenes going on at one time? It, that wasn't hard because I had a great team. I had Kurt Watt right. out there was my lead rigger. And I know that no matter what, he's going to keep people safe. Um, Cord Walker, you know, he's his right-hand man. He's got everyone safe, so I'm good with that. And then I've got Steve right. Brown, who's like my protege, basically. Steve Brown is unreal. And, you know, I knew that I could always, you know, leave him on another set and everything was going to be taken care of perfectly. So it was, that wasn't hard. Keeping people right. safe was fine. But let me tell you something. 
that was a movie like we did back in the 90s. We did a lot of right. that stuff practical, and I was so proud of that. And I loved That's right. It. it was great to be out there doing stuff for real again. Yeah, yeah. Just just thinking of you working out of that movie, it's very awe-inspiring. You know, the scene where she, she does a, you know, a, a 360 onto the car and then holds on to it yeah. as it's driving off. That's that's really insane. That's really insane. Thank you. And, well, and, you know, a lot ahead. of it is, is a combined effort. The director had a lot of ideas as well as my team, as well as me. So it's a combined effort. That's my yeah. um, gratuitous, humble statement. <laughs> but, really, you, but really, you need to bring it to life and you, you need to keep everybody safe. You need to make sure that yeah. nobody's hurt. You need to make sure that they are communicating to each other properly. It's, it's very different. It's very second unit directing like. Oh, no, it was total second year directing. I did a lot of the action. Yeah. But it, it, I have to admit, that was one of those movies where I was able to take my hat, throw it to the ground, and be like I was back in the 1990s, and be like, you know, just shut up and hit the ground. You know, oh, did you get hurt? Oh, you poor right. thing. Shut up and rub dirt on it and move on, you know. It was, it was great right. in that sense. You know, right. we were stunt people. You right. know, it was like, you know, a lot of people don't know, but on Starship Troopers, I had a, um, a, a vehicle drive over my foot and break my foot in a bunch of places. And wow. they want, you know, the hospital was like, Oh, you can't work. And I was like, well, hell no, I'm going to work. So I went in <laughs> and um, I went in and asked wardrobe to give me a boot that was, you know, three times bigger than my size on my right foot. So I could put it in there and I just taped it up and my foot was black. Right. And for a right. week, wow. I wouldn't let the stunt coordinator know I was running around in pain. I was taking Vicodins and I was like breaking them up into dust and being able to like rub them in my, my gums to try to like, keep myself going right right you know You're a tough son of a gun man beautiful i love but i loved it man i mean tell you yeah. that, that's 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 beautiful you know and yeah. it, we were like that logan we were like that it was you know yeah it, it wasn't pretty it was awesome and that's that's pretty to me you know right. we were ugly and it was great right that, that film to me, that film to me really is a masterpiece. And I, I really do put that film into the Quentin Tarantino, P.T. Anderson world. Ah, thank you. Whoa. Yeah. Thank you. That's yeah. big. That yeah. really is big to me because, I mean, I'm, I look up to both of those guys. I think they're both amazing. I know you do. You know, but, but I'll tell you, the, the film really is impactful. It's emotional. It draws you in. Hugh Jackman is just magic, pure magic. And Absolutely. the way he makes you, the way he makes you feel about the character is, is magic. And then when you watch yep. the action, the, the, the action doesn't feel out of place. It doesn't feel gratuitous. Yeah, it doesn't you. feel like thank people you. are, you know what I mean? It, it feels real. It feels like it's really thank happening you. and it's very important. Well, let me tell you, I hope, I hope and pray Hugh never comes back as Wolverine or Logan again. I really do. Mm. Yeah. I really hope and pray. I agree with you. Hollywood has a way of, of, of trying to like, oh, let's do it again. You made so much money. Let's do it again. I really hope that he leaves it on this note because it was such a beautiful, you know, swan song. Right. Right. I agree with you. It was, a, you know, they, they keep on trying to bring him back for Deadpool 3 and for, you know, the expert introduction. I, I really hope he does not. I don't think he will. He's off singing. I hope he does. And just, you know, off with his wife. He's doing, a, he's doing wonderful in his existence. I don't think he needs to come back for that. Just hand it off to somebody else. I, I, you know, if you guys want to bring someone else in, God bless you guys. I hope you don't, though, because yeah. 
He's like Gene Wilder. No one else was Willy Wonka. Yeah. And Johnny Depp is a great actor, but you'll never be Gene Wilder. And don't no, do that. Don't no. why try I, that. Yeah. Right? You know, I think that's a fair Nobody comparison. Nobody will be Logan. Nobody, yeah. it, Nobody it'll be extremely be difficult to do. I, I think they're going to have to wait like three to five years before they can introduce a new character don't. in the Marvel Universe. Don't. Don't. Don't wait really? three to five years. Don't do it. Just leave Wolverine done. It's done. <laughs> it's beautiful. He did a great job. Leave it alone. <laughs> Yeah. And if anybody yeah. wants to see Wolverine and revi- re- revive that, they should go back yeah. and look at the movies he did. Right. Right. You know, don't bastardize uh, it. Yeah. I'm not going to argue too much with you on that one. You know, he was incredible. It reminds me of Robert Downey Jr. where it's like, I really don't want to see another Iron Man. I just, I, yeah, I'm Neither done. I. He's, he is, I, he's Iron Man. He's perfect. Leave yeah. it as is. I got it. You've got so many other superheroes. Come on. Yeah. I, you, it's true. You're right. You have so many other people. There's no reason to bring him so back. So many superheroes. Calm down. Yeah. We've got so many people out there. So much. To, we don't always have to keep on remaking what's been done. You know, let's right. let's let's find another superhero to go ahead and you know hang our hat on. Right. Well, before before we go, I mean, you know, we only have a, a certain amount of time here, but let's talk about Alita: Battle Angel because that was a great film. I I really enjoyed it. Thank you. I I, I think I enjoy the short that it was based on. I enjoyed watching you inside the bar scene, by the way. <laughs> that really made me laugh. Hey, I know that guy. That really made me laugh. And you got to work again with Casper Van Dien, which is a friend of yours as well. What, what, what was that experience like? And, and seeing something that, that is really kind of a short film being made into a, a large motion picture. I mean, it was a long, short film, you have to admit. Yeah, <laughs> the animated film was a long short yeah. film. I don't know. If it was a long short film. Quite, yes, you're right. Yeah. Um, look, James Cameron wrote the script, read it right. when we were doing the first Avatar, and I was like absolutely floored at how cool it was. And Jim was like, "Man, wait to see what we're gonna do with these jet boots and these you know skates and killing people, and this is gonna be awesome." Um, Robert Rodriguez championed the script and got it you know, pushed forward and done because Jim was of course, too busy job. to get it done. Yep. He did a great job. I'm a very big fan of Roberts. He did a perfect job with this film. Um, the casting was fantastic. I think everything was great. Um, what was it like? Okay. Bringing Casper Van Dien in was a guilty pleasure. At one point, you know, Robert's like, Oh, we need to bring people in. And I was like, Hey, what about Casper Van Dien? He's like, Oh, Starship Troopers Casper. I go, Yeah. He's like, man, that'd be great if we get him. I'm like, well, he's like my best friend. He's like my brother. How about we get Casper <laughs> to play one of these, you know, cameos that you've got here? And he's like, right. I love that. That's and let me tell you, that's one thing great about Robert. Robert doesn't think, oh, you can't get someone. You know, he brings anyone and everyone into his movies. You know, next thing you know, you've got Stallone in Spy Kids, you know. And it's like, dude. Good for you, you know. Uh, right. He's a very smart and fun director, and you, you never know what to expect, and that's what's so good about him. Um, whether it be, you know, doing a kid's movie or a vampire movie. Um, Battle right. Angel, uh, really, there's, a, there's another unsung hero in that movie that the world doesn't know about, I don't think, and that's John Landau. Hmm. Oh, John yeah. Landau was the producer on that film, and he yeah. worked really hard to make that movie what it is. Because yeah. he had to bridge, and let me tell you, Robert Rodriguez and James Cameron worked together super. 
they worked together so well. They were great. Really? And Robert loved Jim, and Jim loved Robert. And so there was a great marriage of people, and I'm sure they'll do something again in the future. So, right. But, you know, John Landau had to take these two very incredible people and bring their ideas together. They did a good job as well themselves, but John was the bridging gap between both of those people. Right. And he just kept on that movie and he helped make it what it was. So I think the whole world doesn't know just how good John Landau is as a producer. He doesn't just sit behind a desk and sign checks and hire the right people. He also was a creative part of that process that, uh, you know, I was like, man, you know, he, he would constantly be talking to Jim, even though Jim was trying to do Avatar 2 at the time. He's like, hey, Jim, what about this? And Jim's like, okay, I don't have time, but let me look at it. And then he'd give right. notes, and then John would go back to Robert, and he'd say, you know, so my hat's off to John on that film right. as well. And Tecla was in it. She did a good job. She didn't yeah. do the whole movie. She did some of the stuff that we did to help set it up. Uh, she did a little bit of work on it, so she did a good job. Um, Tecla's you know, amazing. The girl that I used was Mickey. Yeah, Mickey. Yeah. Mickey was Battle Angel. She. Oh, nice. Yes, Nikki's amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nikki's amazing. And, and a Battle very Angel. fun personality, my hat's by off the way. Her. Yeah. She's a yeah. very fun personality. Yeah. yeah. And she, did, she did a couple of pieces of like um, tricking for me that I wanted to use. Then she also came in and did some hair tests for the hair of Battle Angel. Okay. Um, so she, she was a lot of fun to use. But uh, my hat goes off to Nikki. She was really Battle Angel in that movie. Um, and Steve Brown was my fight choreographer. He helped bring my vision to life as well, and um, he did a great job. And what, what else is there about that movie? I mean, that movie's great. I used right. everyone I possibly could in it, and it was great. No, it was excellent action. It was great scenery. It was wonderfully made. It was it was it was really just a wonderful film to see because I didn't know what to expect. You, you know, we've been waiting to see it for such a long time. James Cameron wanted to make it for such a long time. He was stuck behind the Avatar films. Then Robert Rodriguez came in, and I was a little afraid. I didn't know what to make of it. I didn't know what was going. Nah, he crushed it. He did he crush it. that damn film. Crushed he came in there it. and that crushed amazing. that film. Yeah, it's a great the world film. Needs to go and watch that even more. Yeah, that I agree great. with and you. Let me tell you, yeah. there's another, there's another little piece of like <sighs> nerddom that the world doesn't know about. But <clears throat> I was awestruck in that movie because Jennifer Connelly is in it. Yes. And Jennifer Connelly, oh my gosh, yes, I'm smitten with how cool she is. She's you amazing. Know, she did. Oh. She did Labyrinth. Yes, she did Labyrinth. <laughs> Come on. You know, yes. she did Requiem for a Dream. Yes. She's the most beautiful, the most eloquent woman I have oh. in, in cinema that I've seen in a very long time. She's incredible. She's a sweetheart. She's a sweetheart, but at the same token, and trust me, she's a great person. Signed a script yeah. for me and everything. She was super nice. You know, hugs, yeah. smiles, talented, great performance. But... <clears throat> When she came on the stage, I, 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 I can't even talk right now. That's how, that's, I was, yeah. you know, it could be anyone else, and I don't really care. Right. Maybe, oh, yeah, it's nice to meet you. Whoever's, you know, could be the Queen of England. Yeah, nice to meet you. Shake your hand. President, <laughs> shake your hand. No. <laughs> Jennifer's calling me. Oh, jeez, Jennifer's here. <gasps> what do I look like? Fix my shirt. Fix my hair, right. you know? Where's my eye right. patch? Where's my eye patch? <laughs> right, right. Let me, yeah, she, was, we're, we're, she, was, she was awesome. We're coming. We're coming to an end here, and, and you know, uh, as the gold, good. as the as the gold standard. I, I I hope you've enjoyed yourself. I hope you've had a good I time. I have. It's a great talk. 
It's a great talk. I yeah. think I've talked too much, though. I think the audience is going to no. hate it. No, you have not talked too much. This is the right amount of talk that we wanted. But you, as the gold standard of you know people that work in the stunt industry, what what did, what what advice can you give young people Jeez. that that come uh, into you know, this world? I, I'll tell you what. A lot of the stunt people nowadays that are out there, I'm not saying everyone, but there's a lot of people right. that are coming in because they're good at one skill. And I think that's fantastic. And that's one of the most important things that you have to do. You know, you can't become a stunt performer unless you're great. I'm not talking about good. Right. I'm talking about great at something, you know, be world mm. champion at something. That's what's going to get you in this business. But when you get in here, remember something, remind yourself, you're a stunt person. You know right. what I mean? <clears throat> you're not the actor. You're not the star of this movie. You're a stunt person. And when you hit that ground, you better be ready to get back up and hit that ground again. And don't be precious. You know? Right. It's like breaking a rib. Ribs, you know, bones mend. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't want anyone to get hurt. I don't want anyone to go out there and risk their life. But let me tell you something. That's a part of our business. We are stunt people. There's a reason why we do what we do, all right? So when you get out there and someone does punch you in the face and breaks your nose, don't freak out. Get back up. Grab a towel and some ice. Clean off the blood. You know, your nose will heal. You don't need to go to the hospital right away. Calm down. Get back right. in there and finish the scene. It's just a nose. You know what I mean? It's like, right. It's like there's so, – so if I was to tell someone – coming into the stunt business. Number one, it's not for everyone. You know, number right. two, don't just come in because you can do <clears throat> gymnastics or high diving um, or ride a motorcycle. You need to make sure that when you come in, you're also capable of when you hit the ground and you get hurt, not freaking out, getting back up, dusting off your pants and being okay. You know, it's, it's like if you get mm. hit with a car and you come down the other side and you break your collarbone, which happens to me quite a time, a number of times when I do car stunts, right. I don't freak out. Everyone comes over. You okay? I get up and I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. No, my collarbone is broken, but I'm not telling anybody that, you know. Then I go over to the coordinator nice and quietly. I get behind a car and I tell him, oh, my gosh, I'm in pain. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> really bad. He's like, well, you want to go to the hospital? I go, I'll do it at the end of the day, but let me just finish this day and do me a favor. You know, create some time here so I can get this pain out of me before I go back and do the next show. Okay? <laughs> he goes, okay, you got it. You know, so the idea being that we have a lot of stunt people that are coming into the business right now. We are becoming saturated with a lot of people that are, are, are in this business, and I love them to death. But, <clears throat> you know, being tough is a prerequisite for being a right. stunt person. You know what I mean? And if someone yeah. hits you and you go flying off that car and you hit the ground and you get up, and your fingers flopping against the back of your hand, you know, be okay with it. Right. Right. That makes a lot of sense. You know, yeah. you've worked on you've done, you've worked on so many things, and you have such a vast knowledge of films and stunt people and what have you. Is there any particular project, one project you, you've been part of that you're especially proud of? Oh, geez. Well, I mean, Lincoln was it number one. Lincoln, Lincoln was definitely going to be, yeah, it, it's the, yeah, because, you know, you have to understand that I worked on a moment in history. I told the world right. one of the greatest moments in history, not just for the United States, but for the world, if you ask me. Right. I mean, that movie 
deals with an actual fact that happened around the world and that we were combating here in the United States and doing great at, which was slavery. And <clears throat> to work on a film that was bigger than just the action or the story being told, but was also <clears throat> an ideal that was being created around the world, and we were reinforcing it. We were saying, okay, everyone, slavery is a bad thing. You right. know, equality is important. And we were making a movie that showed the, the world that this is what it took to fight to get there and remember it and be that way still. And so that's a movie that I'm always going to pin on my, my, my lapel. But, of course, the first Avatar, we were groundbreaking. Right. right. You know, I mean, nobody had done quite like we had. Nothing. You know, that yeah. kind of movie. That movie. No. Is, so yes, I mean, there's two movies there. There, you know, like Beowulf was fantastic, and that's that's something that will go down the annals of time in my mind. But Avatar is groundbreaking, you know, and right. Lincoln is is truly beautiful. Right. Right. You know, it's been wonderful talking to you. You know, you're you're a great guest, Thank you. and and I hope I can call you my friend. Uh, yeah, you, have, you, have you can a, absolutely. You have a vast knowledge of films, and I hope I can get on get you here, uh, you know, sooner than later, so we can talk more about movies and educate our 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 crew and our guests more on the things they should be watching instead of the things that they are watching or what have you. If there's one film that you want people to watch, like just say today, what film would you say it is? True Romance. True Romance. Done. I can say it all the time. I say it to everyone already. If you haven't seen it, see it. It's a perfect movie. It is the perfect movie. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. Right. I agree with you. It's an amazing film. 100%. Yeah. (laughs) You will not get a better movie than that. That movie is genius. Okay? Yeah. Everyone needs to go watch it. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you, my friend. And uh, I hope you have a great day. Please say hi to Maddie for me. And uh, be well. You got it. Take care, brother. Let me give, let me give you a clap track out of here, brother. All right, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my, my friend. Have yourself track, a great yeah. day. That's your clap track, my friend. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Have a great day. Take care. Bye. That is Garrett Warren, one of the great people of stunts. You know, his vast knowledge of filmmaking, directors, Producers, stunt coordinators, stunt actors, going back to Hooper and uh, and uh, Bullet and and going back to the old days where it's the 1960s and the 1970s where all these films were being made. It's incredible to hear his knowledge and his true inspiration and love for the craft. Garrett, it was our honor to have you on. It was our pleasure to have you on. And it's my honor to call you friend. What a great guy. What a great guest. To talk about films or cinema, directors, actors. You can feel the inspiration he has. Also, you can feel the inspiration he bestows. He really is a great communicator. He did a great job today. 
for the work that he's done, I'm extremely, extremely proud of you, my friend. Extremely proud of you. And I agree. Lincoln was a great movie. and something to hang your hat on. Logan is one of those things that I hold on to as well. I love that film. I adore it. But I adored having you on. It's such a great conversation talking about films and directors and, and you know films that people you know some of them I even forgot until he mentioned them and then I remembered what a great day Gary Warren thank you for being on today we are truly blessed to have you on listening to talk about all the stunt coordinators he's worked with to the stunt performers. It's amazing how he kept everybody safe and everybody sane. It proves the power of the person and why people want to spend 12 to 14 to 16 to 18 hours a day with them. There's the proof it was right there in the pudding. He knew what he was talking about. He knew what he was doing. He'll keep you safe. But don't be a little darling. You need to pick yourself up and keep on working. Which I, I admire. I understand that coming from the generation that we, he and I both came from. Pick yourself up and keep on moving. Keep on working. It's not just about life, guys. Wasn't what he was saying just about life? Right now we have the coronavirus. It's put us down. Shouldn't we just pick ourselves up and keep on going? Isn't that what he was saying? It's amazing how it correlated together. Garrett, I hope you, Maddie, and the kids are doing well. Hope you stay safe. Love you all. Take care of yourself. And to you, our audience, I hope you guys are staying safe as well. Thank you so much for listening today. There's so many of you listening today, and I greatly appreciate you. We had a gigantic crowd. Remember, right now is a time of reflection. Read that book, write that book. Watch that movie, write that movie. Call that person, communicate with that person who you may or may not have a great relationship with. Tie the bow. Make things right. We don't know how much time we have left. Love yourself and love other people. Forgive yourself and forgive other people. This has been Cinema Files Radio. I'm your host, Steve Pisa. All of you, please be well. I love you all. Till next time.